0: Growing up into one body, uh, and of course we're ta- uh, overall we're talking about uh, growing uh, into spiritual maturity, and the importance of um, uh, maturing in Christ, uh, and uh, we it's something that every born again believer needs to get uh, really serious about. Uh, we really need to get serious. Uh, And um, about maturing and getting closer uh, uh, to the Lord, uh, and uh, so we can have more strength uh, to fight the things that we got to fight and battle in this day and hour that we're living in. Uh, I fully believe this tonight, church. Uh, What it's going to take more to get by in this hour than it, what it took to people that was in the church 30 years ago because we're fighting new devils today. We're fighting devils that they'd never dreamed about. Uh, and it's going to get worse as we get coming closer to the, to the end time. And the Bible talks about that they would wax worse and worse. Uh, and so... Our only only hope is just to to grow up in the Lord and uh, have Jesus fully developed within us. That's God's desire for you. That's His desire. That's what He wants. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you love Him, then you should want what He wants. Amen? If you love Him, you should want... What 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 is in the, uh what is in the, in, in in the uh, uh, uh what we call the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done on earth. as what. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we should want what He wants. Growing up into one body. Um, let's go down through the lesson there and uh, and just kind of read see what we're going to be talking about tonight in relation to this. Many people fail to realize that a major part of our maturing in Christ is the process of uniting with others of like precious faith. Now, right before I closed, I read that last week, but I'm going back over and reading that again. To become one body in Christ. The church will not function properly if there are divisions, sects, factions, with each having their own agendas and ideas, which focuses on a few and not on the whole. Amen. That is a world of truth in that. Hallelujah. The body of Christ is made up with people from all walks of life and every nation under heaven black, white, yellow, red, brown. Everyone comes from different experiences in life and various levels of education and understanding. It is not easy to blend all that together into one body. The only way it can happen is through the Holy Spirit, which dwells in all and becomes the bonding factor that helps us to adhere to one another by the love of God hallelujah, that's the only way we can accomplish it. Amen, when you've got so many different people from so many walks of life with so many different ideologies, no, no two people in here tonight was raised the same way. Hallelujah, Amen, and we all come from different backgrounds, and to be able to get all that uh, smorgasbord board together to function in, 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 into one body where Christ is the head it's it's easier said than done hallelujah i've been in, i've been in church all my life and uh I, i've been i started out in the, the nominal world and then I, i've been now uh in the, in the apostolic faith for uh, quite a few more year, years than that and i'm going to tell you what <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's nominal it doesn't matter if it's Pentecostal or apostolic for some reason people have got to have a hard time of coming together in one as one, hallelujah, amen, and that is one of the reasons why that holds us that holds us back from uh, letting the Holy Ghost be able to function right, and we can see more healing, see more deliverance, make it easier for somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost when somebody needs the Holy Ghost, Romans five and five. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. You're not going to unify with your brother and sister. You ain't going to have a desire to be as one if you don't have a love for them. And I'm sorry. I don't want to burst nobody's bubble, but ain't none of us in here got enough love on our own to love everybody. It takes the Holy Ghost in you Working on you, making you do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. None of this comes instantaneous, but rather we learn to develop the right spirit and attitude as we mature in Christ. We will yield to the working of God as He builds us together, one step at a time, so we all together become one temple for his spirit to dwell in. Ephesians 2, 19 and 22. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being a uh, joined together grows into a holy temple unto the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. God desires to dwell and function, amen, within his body. That's what he desires to do. Uh when we talk about spiritual gifts the gifts were put into the church. They're here. They're there. All we got to do is tap into them. Amen. Sister Darlene and I was having a conversation on the way up here. She spoke up. She says, she says you know what? I, I I grew up, I always thought uh, tearing meant one thing, but it, it means something else. And uh, I says, yeah, she said, she said, all tearing means is waiting. I said, that's right. That's what the word tearing means. You go back, though, to pick up some old traditions in the Pentecostal tradition. They talk about tearing. But when, when Jesus told him to go into Jerusalem and tarry till you be endued, he wasn't talking about going just pray hard till it comes. He said, he said, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, but you go to Jerusalem first and you wait for the promise of the Father. You see, the whole we don't have to wait for the Holy Ghost no longer. The Holy Ghost fell on Pentecost. The church was baptized, not just individuals, but the church was baptized with fire. Like That was the day the church was born. It's like when a baby was born and that doctor packed up uh, uh, that baby on the on the rear end. Life came into that baby. Hallelujah. Breathing. Amen. And it didn't leave. It stayed with it. The Holy Ghost has always been in the church. We just have to tap into it. We have to learn to tap into it. Uh, developing a, a, a unified body. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. See, we're we're still talking about maturing in Christ. This is part about maturing, growing up in Christ, that we get away from the isms and the schisms. Amen. Let me put it this way. It's time that the church quit acting like Congress. Hello. We wait and we wait and we wait and we wait for Congress to uh, 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 to, to get together and work some things out. Don't it never happen, does it? Don't make no difference who is in office. You've got one side always going to fight the other side. Hallelujah. Well, I mean, that's Congress, but the church shouldn't be that way. Amen. The church needs to, to, to unify. That's one of the major things Jesus prayed for before he went away. He said, he said, Father, I pray that they will be as one as you and I are one. Think about that. And then Paul told the church in Corinthians, he said, you got to all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. All right, now let's move on just a little bit further tonight in this. There are a few things needed before we can develop into a unified body. For the Holy Spirit won't be limited in His functioning in the body. As long as there's division in the body, the Holy Ghost is going to be limited. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Ghost is not going to be able to work freely as long as there's division in the church. As long as there's factions or cliques or whatever you want to call them. The Holy Ghost is not going to be able to do what He wants to do. There's a few things that we have to do to unify. Now, I want you to look on this page, and I want you to please pay close attention to this because, I, was, I was, listen, I, I, was, I was praying and seeking God, and God gave me this. God gave me this. I didn't pull this out of some other preacher's book, but God spoke this in my spirit to bring this out in this lesson. What are some of the things we got to have? Number one, we got to have mutual respect. Amen. If the body is going to be unified and be fitly joined together, there's got to be mutual respect to one another. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things. I, I told you when I was talking a while ago we were going to touch on some stuff. But every man also on the things of others. Hallelujah. If we want to come in here and have the anointing of God in this house available to meet every need, then everybody we've got we've got to we've got to view everybody with the same amount of mutual respect. Uh, there's a word that was used uh, in, in King James. 1600 English, it's a word that we don't use today, it's an obsolete word, it's not used in the English language today, and it's a word that's called comely. He said uh, that, talking about the members of the body, uh, he said, the the eye cannot, um, you know, say, because I'm not of the hand, I'm not of the body, and... And I'll let you know what all of them scriptures are. And he said, uh, The comely parts and those that we esteem as less comeless, they have more comeliness about them. In other words, those, there's some, what Paul was saying, that are looked on as less valuable. Maybe because they, they, they don't have a particular talent of speaking. They can't teach a Sunday school class. We've got to understand, folks, that everybody in the body of Christ is important and they're valuable in the kingdom of God. And there has to be mutual respect for everybody. Hallelujah. There will not be any unity if we don't uh, treat everybody with that mutual respect. And to be able to do that, you've got to have this second one here. And um, this, is, this is here. I'm, I'm reading from your, the outline that, that I gave you. It's sincere love. It's sincere love. A lot of people talk about love, but I'm talking about sincere love. I used to. I, I don't watch it no more. But years years ago, I got involved, and I, I got it from my mom and daddy. Cause man, my mom and daddy, they was they was these old old time. They loved they loved to uh, watch that wrestling. Man, they'd sit on the edge of their seat, and they'd uh, <laughs> they, they'd holler to somebody, I'll oh, go ahead and beat the snot out of him! Don't let them do you like that." <laughs> Well, I got—I uh, I grew up watching that uh, with them, and for a little while, I kind of got involved in that. And then there, there, there was there was a guy on TV uh, uh, that uh, his 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 name was Brotherly Love. And he'd walk out there, and he'd say, "I love you." And as soon as you turn your back, he's got a chair slapping you up the behind the back with it. But then I love you. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't never run into people like that, have you? Telling you that they love you and the whole time, trying to get a chair to your back, you know, break it over your back. Well, if to be able to have mutual respect, we got to have sincere love. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. It's got to be genuine. It's got to be real. Hallelujah. It's got to be heartfelt. Amen. And uh, it takes that to be able... To come together, to unify, uh, that, uh, to understand that, that maybe so-and-so's thoughts is just as important as yours. Amen. Uh, some people just don't know how to listen, but like the old saying goes, huh, there must be a reason why God gave us all two ears and only one tongue. One mouth. Might be he wants us to listen twice as much as we talk. Hallelujah. Amen. So, sincere love. We we need to have that sincere love. Then the third thing that, uh, uh, that we need is a forgiving attitude. A forgiving attitude. It's hard for me to imagine, but I know people who have held grudges... For 20 years or better. Still upset with somebody over a little something was said that was probably really not anything 20 years ago. we got to be able to have a forgiving attitude. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's get real, church. I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of people that's out of church right now because of what somebody said. That's why I'm teaching this lesson. It's time for us to grow up. And I'm sorry, but there's sometimes I think God is looking down at me and you and telling you, hey, buddy, hey, sister, just suck it up and keep going. Hello? Amen. Have a forgiving attitude. Just as Christ has forgiven you, you forgive others. Why is that important? That's, that's what I, that was on my mind. If we want God to forgive us, the Word says... We won't be forgiven by God if we don't forgive others um, there was a There was a lady in the church many years ago and I was talking to him about a particular situation and this lady. Says, I will never, I will never be able to forgive this individual. I will never be able to forgive this individual. I looked at her, I said, I said, sis, do you do you really understand what you're saying? She says, Yeah, but I can't help it because it's there and I can't get it out. And you know what? It wasn't about a year after she told me that that she was she was taken out. She contracted a terminal illness and she left here. We've got to have a forgiven attitude, a forgiven spirit. Just kind of look just briefly, and I mean, we're, we're, we're right here at the close of this lesson tonight. we got, we got plenty of time right here. Look at this verse in Colossians. Let's just kind of linger on this just, just for a minute. He said, Therefore, as the elect of God, as you are the chosen of God, that's what the word elect means. You, that means you've been hand-picked. Hallelujah. What did he tell us? He said, hey, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Amen. You're chosen of God. And because you are chosen of God, you're holy and beloved. And because of all that, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, putting up with one another. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to put up with one another sometimes. There never would be be a church if everybody just walked away every time there was some kind of little friction took place. Somebody thought different than the others or or this or whatever. Part of our growing up into Christ, part of that process, amen, is, like I said a few minutes ago, sometimes you just got to get over it and I I, I I'm a, I'm a firm believer right now. There are some people the devil has certain things that he uses in every generation to attack that generation. Amen. And you know what I think one of the biggest tools of the devil in this generation is for church folks it's 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 not uh it's not the tavern down the road, it's not the strip joint down the road, but one of the biggest twos that hinders more people is called Facebook. You see more garbage on that than you do just about you see more garbage on that than you do on television just about I don't know what it is. But when they people get 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 to typing, and, and they get to the sending out messages to somebody, they they'll say things to people on that, and hit that send button or whatever that they never would have the guts to tell them to their face in a million years. It's become an easy out. Hallelujah! But guess what? Part of letting our light shine for Jesus. Those of us who are on Facebook, we have to let it shine on Facebook. Amen. Amen. Every generation has certain twos, and none of none of the twos are evil in themselves. I'm not saying that they're evil. Just like, I mean, the past generation of Pentecostals in years past, hey, you would not have part To do anything in a Pentecostal church in years past, if you had a TV in your house. Most, and that was true in most Pentecostal circles. Amen. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. back in the years that I was we was traveling and evangelizing sister darlene came uh, came in somewhere one time wearing some bright red high heels oh my <laughs> glory <laughs> hallelujah but but for those that had, had some common sense about them back, back then, you always said back then, listen, your television set has got a channel. If you ain't going to let some man come in your house and sit in your, uh, on your couch in your living room and use God's name in vain and everything else, I don't think nobody would, would allow that in their home. Every one of us would invite him to leave. Hallelujah, you know, change that channel. That's that, that's what the advice was back then for that generation. For this generation, it has to do with Facebook and all kind of social media. Amen. We got to use the same. If we have those type of accounts, Amen. We have. We got to think. Not before you speak, before you type. Amen. Think before you type. Amen. We have to have a forgiving attitude. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Hallelujah. These are some things that's very important to help every church come together in a unified way where the Holy Ghost can really do what the Holy Ghost was meant to do. Mutual respect, sincere love, forgiving attitude. These things are important, and they're part of the spiritual growth. Amen. I mean, new converts that come in, these are things they have to learn, they have to grow into. And let's put it this way it helps when the new converts come in and they view some of the older converts that's been around a few years doing some of these things themselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Yeah. It will help what's going on behind the pulpit. If there's some backing in the pews, but if a new convert comes in and they got a bunch of people in there' been in the church fifteen or twenty years, and they haven't grown to the point to learn some of this stuff, how we expect our new ones to get it. Amen, Hallelujah. We are responsible for one another, hallelujah so. And there's your review questions. You should have been able to answer those as we went along in the lesson. Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight?